gotta do that every time. Yes, I'm ready. Hello, cats and kittens. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. meow. <laughs> Welcome to the most popular girls on the internet, Our Dumb Lives, the podcast where we talk about our dumb lives. And we have been gone for like two months. Yeah. Sorry, guys. And gals. We, we were here, well, for your birthday in June, I came over. We were here, like Kilroy was here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I came over for your birthday weekend, and it was so hot, we were just, like, could not function. Oh, yeah. I didn't have any air conditioning in the house. And, yes. And up here in Island Bunker T, up in the up in the attic hideaway, mm-hmm. was boiling. Pretty toasty. Yeah. We were just, like, slugs, like, can't move. Huh? Yeah. So we didn't do it. So we didn't do a podcast. And we're like, well, we'll do it. We'll do one right after Convergence. So we'll, you know, kind of get, you know, talk about what we did at Convergence. Da, da, da. So I don't know, whatever, three weeks ago or so, I was supposed to come over and spend the mm-hmm. night and record. And I pulled my back vacuuming. Wow. I didn't even get to pull it doing anything fun. And it sucked. And <laughs> I was on muscle relaxers, so there was no way I could drive. Uh, it was, I don't know. I, I look, it, that was like, I guess about three weeks ago, my back is feeling better now. But those two yeah. weekends, it was just so annoying because I couldn't move. I just had to like sit around and do nothing for two weekends. And I was just like, ah. Well, I think also when you record a show and you want to be entertaining and fun, and you, that means you got to be feeling it. To yeah. be creative, creativity yeah. is what happens. It's not, it's not something you force. Yeah. So sorry we were gone for so long, but we're back now, and we have lots and lots of stuff to talk about. Right. First yeah. and foremost, you got central air in your house. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At that weekend, I I decided now. I'm going to I'm going to install central air. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I was very in favor of this as well. Yeah, so I you know, called around, got got a quote, got it installed, and while they were installing, I learned a lesson that really it can actually pertain to just about anything. <laughs> okay. So depart your wisdom, please. So they arrive and this is what tells me what good design um, knowledge of architecture and communication are important. Mm-hmm. So they arrive, guy goes down in the basement, another guy goes around outside, he starts drilling. Mm-hmm. Guy's downstairs waiting for the drill to come in because, <laughs> no, you know, they're no. installing the unit from the outside. Yeah, and, yeah. and so um, what I ended up with was a hole in my living room. Oh, no. And I tell you, an inch... At just an inch below, they would have gone into my floor. <sighs> just an inch over, they would have gone into my load-bearing wall <laughs> of my bedroom. So, yeah. Um, I ended up with an extra hole in my house, which they've patched up. But yeah. um, we're going to have to get that fixed. But right now, I'm really enjoying the, the air conditioning. Yeah. And, and so when, I, when I work in, I'm working in technology, I'm working with teams that are designing infrastructure mm-hmm. and, and communication systems. And sometimes there's multiple teams that have to work together mm-hmm. and communicate what they're doing. And when stuff does not match up, you end up with 
Well, holes in places, so, yeah. Holes in a wall that need to be patched. <laughs> but now I guess we don't have to give our weather. Usually at the beginning of the show, we give a weather update. Right. Because we're experiencing the weather, but now we have wonderful climate control. <laughs> I know. It's a beautiful 72 degrees or whatever you keep it at. <laughs> yep. But it is nice outside. Well, actually, it's kind of horrible outside it's very humid and sticky and hot yeah so got a little hot tub time in so we had a slumber party this is morning we're having (laughs) we're having our our morning coffee and nos it's our first time recording in the morning and we're not going to be drunk so hopefully we're still funny (laughs) we might find out that we're not entertaining at all when we're sober (laughs) find out we suck and the reason, so I came over, we were going to record and drink last night, but then I ate too many wieners. Yeah. And I had a tummy ache. Too many ache. wieners. <laughs> it's the story of my life. Too many wieners. And then this morning, I had just enough sausages. Yeah. So never let it be said that Tara and Jim don't leave, let you leave satisfied from their house. Oh, yeah. We do. Mm-mm-mm. We do it up here. Wieners, sausages. It mm-hmm. was good. <laughs> So, yeah, I got some coffee in me. You got some NOS and coffee. (laughs) Ready to go. Totally. I suppose we should talk a little bit about Convergence. Yeah. We don't have to do a whole recap since it was like six weeks ago now, which is about a million years ago in Convergence world. (laughs) But it was the last year it was at, it's been at the same hotel in Bloomington called the Double Tree Mm -hmm. for 20 years. This was the 20 year anniversary and it kind of got messed up. The hotel doesn't really want to do cons anymore, so they were making it really difficult. Yeah, under new management. And they so there weren't really, I mean, they, to serve alcohol in a party room, you had to have a staff member from the hotel serving it. And so most of the party rooms quit or didn't, didn't uh, have a room this year. And I don't know. It was, I, I actually had a really fun year. But it was very different for me because I had my um, art in the art show, which I had been talking about that. But I did um, these mandalas, one for each of the Hogwarts houses. Mm-hmm. And so I had those in the art show. I framed them up. I'm really proud of them. They turned out really good, I think. <laughs> but I only sold one, but I was so happy I sold one. And it was a quick sale, so I got the most money for it. And... I did a lot of volunteering in the art show, too. So each day I volunteered like two to four hours. And it was just a lot of fun. Um, One, you know, one time I was doing coat check. That wasn't as fun because you're just like taking coats, giving coats back. Uh, It was like 80 degrees out. Who's wearing a coat? Well, no, a bag check, I guess I should say. Because you can't bring bags or any props and stuff into the art show. I see. So I was doing that. And then the next day I got to be like like just somebody who wanders around the art show and helps people bid or buy and things like that. So that was really fun because I got to talk to a bunch of different people. I saw one guy wearing a shirt from uh, the podcast My Brother, My Brother and Me. Which, if you listen, you know Shrimp Heaven Now. He was wearing a Shrimp Heaven Now shirt. And I was like, Daniel, we can't stop doing this. And he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> somebody recognized my shirt. <laughs> and then there was this woman who, she uh, oh, she had the most incredible costume. And she actually, she had been in the 
uh, masquerade last year. And she had this, like, kind of, um, you know, like a Victorian dress, but she was a squid. Oh, okay. And then her friend, so she was, uh, she was the, she was the squid or Moby Dick, I guess. And then her friend, she made the costume, and she was the Nautilus. <laughs> so they were like, physical. it was so cool. And we talked for a while, and I got to help people try and uh, jewelry. I'm a very good salesperson. I think when I'm into into what I'm selling, because it's fun to let help other people spend their money. She was trying. She was trying on these very elaborate. Um, necklaces and I was like oh they both look really good you should you should just do both of them (laughs) (laughs) you know if you just quick sale you don't have to (laughs) you don't have to keep checking you don't have to keep going back and check yeah so I don't know Um, but yeah so my my con was pretty much art show and then hanging out at the smokers area which was really fun too because I we got to meet a bunch of people and I went to the rave and but I didn't go to any party rooms I was just like, eh, I don't want to do the party rooms this year. No, I didn't go to any either. I honestly, I was, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. I was kind of more into just talking to people. Yeah. I, I was sitting down. So I have some friends who come down from Canada yeah. uh, um, every year, and I don't get to see them any other time than this time. Uh-huh. And my brother had driven up from or flown up from Tennessee and he had spent the weekend with us mm-hmm. before or a few days with us before Convergence. And then we all went to Convergence together. But as I was sitting down at the table with my Canadian friends, um, this guy came up and he's like, oh, I love your necklace. Now, I have a bronze necklace that's in the shape of the chaos symbol. Uh-huh. And I said, you do? He says, oh, yeah, that's an ancient symbol. And I giggled a little <laughs> bit on the inside. He's like, yeah? Yeah, the ancient symbol of chaos. And I, I, I just thought to myself how weird that is because the symbol of chaos was invented by Michael Moorcock in a series of books that he had written. And, um, at it, and it happened to Michael Moorcock himself when uh-huh. he was at – a, when he was at a convention, somebody had mentioned the ancient symbol of chaos. <laughs> and here it was happening to me that somebody was commenting on my ancient <laughs> symbol of chaos. Um, I just love how like this symbol has been adapted by heavy metal bands mm-hmm. and um, Dungeons and Dragons as the chaos symbol. Mm-hmm. And here, here it was. It was just like, I don't know, felt... Do I do it um actually to him or um, do I just actually. not smile? <laughs> do I just not and smile like, oh yeah, really? The I, ancient Sumerians created it. <laughs> <laughs> I I I did the um actually because <laughs> I can't help myself. Because you're at convergence and it's the law. <laughs> it's the law. <laughs> um actually. <laughs> was that what's his name? Steven, the guy who sat with us the whole time and his but and that was his name, right? I think it was Steve. Yeah. Steve, yeah. Yep. And yeah, and, so and that was fun. I got, yeah, so I got to know you. Well, it's weird because you have your friends from Canada who come down and you talk to them every year, but I don't really. So it was kind of nice this year. I kind of sat with them and got to know them a little better. And then a few weird, because in the smokers area, you know, you'll start, you go there once and then you talk to somebody and then if you go back and they're there you start talking yeah because you know. they're like your old con yeah, friend now yeah. <laughs> it's like oh there's somebody i know yeah i met a guy who uh 
He was in. He was played bass in a duo that was playing at uh, Harmonic Convergence, and he and I were talking and stuff. And so he was hanging out with us. But he's like a teacher on the south side of Chicago, and teaches like kids who are. It's like they either have to go to school or go to jail. At risk. Yeah. More than at risk. Yeah. (laughs) Like really scary neighborhood (laughs) stuff. So that was interesting talking to him. Yeah, just getting to meet a lot of different people, and I didn't do any costumes. It was all really about the art room this year. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I got exactly. I I got out of it what I wanted to. Yeah, you know, seeing seeing my bro, spending time with him, spending time with you, and and just having good conversations with very very interesting people, and I mean that in a good way. Mm I do. I am excited about next year, a new venue. We're going to be downtown Minneapolis, and I think it'll revitalize it a little bit and kind of be interesting to be in a new place. Yeah, but we have a new con that's coming up in October. We do. Well, I guess I don't know how new it is because I talked about it last year, Crypticon. I know, but it's new this year. It's new (laughs) to 2018. Convergence is over. Now it's time for Crypticon. Yes. Because as I mentioned before, I think I'm having a party room. And I have now started in earnest planning my party room. You even have a name for the party. Yes, we're doing Dracula After Dark. So it's a combination of Hammer Horror, which is British, uh, 50s and 60s. London films, yeah. um, Like B-movie horror. Mm -hmm. And then Playboy After Dark, which is a TV series from the 60s of Hugh Hefner having, like, swinging parties up at his penthouse and, yeah. like, the celebrity guests will show up and blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of like a little loungy cross of that. I had uh, a little get-together over at our friend Ray and Rob's house, and we watched some movies, and I talked to people about, you know, what my plan was. The aesthetics of the room yeah. and everything. And, and we watched a little Playboy After Dark. We watched some Hammer Horror, Dracula 80, 1972, for those old school listeners many years ago. For oh, the most popular girls on the internet, we had a viewing party on Netflix. It was when you first could have voice chat, maybe, on Xbox? Uh, yeah, well, no, you had a thing where you could watch movies together. Yeah. And it had, like, little theater se- seating in yeah. the party, and your little avatar, like, shadows would sit down. It was sort of like yeah. Mystery oh, Science 3000. Right. And we did a riffing of, yes. of that movie. Dracula 80, 1972. It's so cheesy and so wonderful. Yeah, well, so. it has all the favorites, right? <laughs> Lots of cheese. <laughs> Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing. Cushing. Yeah. So, yeah, Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing are in a lot of the Hammer Horror. Um, I'm sure I've talked about that before. But it's fun because everybody, you know, I have people who are, like, getting excited to do this with me. And so um, one of the main reasons I want to do Hammer Horror and this has been a dream ever since the first time we went to Convergence is in most of the Dracula movies in Hammer Horror, there's always a, a damsel, the damsel who's Dracula is going after is always running around in a white filmy nightgown. Yeah. So. That's just the thing with every <laughs> Hammer Horror. Yes, but I think like the symbolism is she's like the bride of Dracula. White is she's this innocent thing that, you know, is kind of going. But I just love this like satin and chiffon kind of thing. So 
I have, it's going to be a pajama party. So Dracula After Dark, it's a horror hammer pajama party. So I'm making for five people filmy nightgowns. <laughs> so me, Tara, our friend Charisse, Anne, and my cousin Erin. I'm roping her in. And then my other co- uh, friend Mary, she ha- already has her own filmy nightgown to wear, so I don't have to make that one. Yeah. But we'll all be in different colors. And then um, for the men, I'm going to take uh, make... I'm not going to make these from scratch, but I'm going to buy, like, robes and then make them into, like, fancy smoking jackets because I can just, like, put uh, fabric on the collars and on the cuffs and stuff. So the guys can be in, like, pajama bottoms and their smoking jackets and the women will be in their filmy nightgowns. And then we're going to have different drinks. I just – I can order – so – (laughs) sorry – Trying to get my thoughts get on in order track. Here. And there's just so many exciting <laughs> things I can't, I can't think straight. So I'm gonna order shot glasses because you can't you know you can't sell booze but you can sell other things. So I'm gonna sell shot glasses for five bucks a piece. You can buy I can buy like 150 for a buck a piece. Apparently we can't say the word shot. Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm wondering if we because they're actually shooters. They're two ounce shooters. So I'm hoping I can say shooter. No, probably not. <laughs> we'll see. I have to talk to the people and see. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to sell those. And then Sharice is, she just started bartending, but she loves doing mixology stuff. And so she's going to make us a special signature drink. And then we'll have other drinks. Like, I'm thinking about doing mulled wine. And then I'm going to make a bunch of pillows to put on the bed. And I'm going to make, like, a little seating area with a cool... Oh, it's just so fun. And Adam's going to make a wooden, I found like a YouTube video on how to build like just a little bar. So he's going to build that for me. And yeah, it's going to be lots of fun. I'm so excited. I'm just like, you know me, I love party planning. So I'm just like, this is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's going to, I mean, it'll cost money. We're going to do the, the shot glasses, then people do tips. And then uh, we're going to sell, I think I'm going to do pretzels. Uh, like soft pretzels and we were talking about doing like a mashed potato bar but I just think it would be very messy mashed potatoes yeah Maybe like toast might be easy and the thing is with pretzels like my uh, cousin Aaron and at my friend Adam they both enjoy baking and cooking so I'm like, we could crank out like 200 soft pretzels for like 50 bucks. And then you sell them for two or three bucks a piece. <laughs> You're going to make a whole shitload of money because I'm just, my main goal is just to cover costs, right? Right. But if we can make more, then I'll split it with, you know, the people that help me with the party and stuff. So yeah, I just want to cover my costs. But even if I don't, it's more about just, you know, having a good time and hosting an awesome party and hoping I have the energy to do it two nights in a row and (laughs) the worst part is going to be the Sunday cleanup I'm going to have to like somehow convince people (laughs) to be there on Sunday and help me break everything down and get it out (sighs) so yeah I'm uh that's kind of been my my world that and I got a new job. I can't remember the last time we talked. I think I was unemployed. Or maybe I was just about to start. Um, It's a contract position. I really like it. It's, you know, it's really intense and interesting work. But 
I because I'm contracting, I don't have to be involved in it, you know, like emotionally or all the politics. Yeah. No, totally. When you're yeah. when you're in a company like as a full time employee, yeah, it's hard to not get wrapped up in some. Of that I was stuff. really emotionally invested in Where our we company, were at. Yeah. yeah, and so it's kind of nice to take a break. But I um, made a friend there, and he has three little daughters that I am now. I'm making uh, superhero capes for him. It's I gotta fit. I'm gonna finish them this weekend. They're so it's so fun to work with because they're like just these obnoxious sparkly fabrics. You oh, know? fun! It's like one of them. He's like one's in the pink and one one's in the purple, and then the other one's too young. So we just we always pick teal for her. So I'm like, cause I have like one side's super shiny, like superhero, and then I made little um, you know, the superhero em- or the Superman emblem. I made it those with their let their letter of their name. And so that side is superhero, and then on the inside, the other side is like this. It's not really sequin, but it kind of looks like sequins, super sparkly. Okay. So I was like, so one side can be superhero, the other side, super sparkle princess. (laughs) (laughs) And my coworker's like, oh, that'll be awesome. My middle girl, she's super into princesses right now. She gets mad at me because I won't let her go. Go to bed in her princess shoes. She has like little Barbie heels or something, and she wants to wear them to bed. And gets really mad because she won't. Okay. <laughs> so that's those are my sewing projects, and now I've been babbling for a long time. So go ahead, Tara. What have you been up to? Um. Well, my car Maven been running Yay. pretty good. I got um. I put in a had a new carburetor put in. Had a new mm-hmm. alternator put in, had a mm-hmm. new voltage regular later put in, <laughs> and now she no longer, like, I don't know if I mentioned that, you know, after having her for a week or so, she was kind of running a little boggy when I get her into parking lots and stuff. Mm-hmm. But now she just kind of jumps. She's, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm a little garage princess. <laughs> so do you just um, kind of just plan that, like, Every other month or so, you'll just put a little work into her, and mm-hmm. this is yeah. kind of how it goes when you have a classic car like that. Yeah, I mean, you have to you have to make sure that you know she's got aluminum wheels, so you got to make sure tire pressure is good, and mm-hmm. um, you have to check the oil, and you have to you know it's all mechanical. There's nothing, yeah, nothing fancy. <laughs> yeah, but I just yeah, I love it, it's it's a different experience than when I when I drive to work in just like a normal car mm-hmm. versus driving to work in in that Mustang it just it, I my music playlist goes totally 60s <laughs> and I feel like I'm traveling in this anachronism uh-huh, uh-huh. you know it, and it's just a great feeling like I come come into work into the office with a smile on my face Yay. and you know can't <laughs> wait to get out to go to lunch or you know just I yeah don't know, it feels like i'm on per- in a parade or something like that it's like, take her out i have arrived i have <laughs> arrived a little, a little queen wave as you're coming into the parking lot <laughs> uh, the other day i i took her out i because i was prepping for you to come over yesterday uh-huh. and so I went to run to the grocery store, and I was like, I'm going to be the princess of the supermarket and <laughs> take her. And um, I got to a stoplight, and I looked across the stoplight, and there was 
a Mustang of the same year sitting across from me in, uh. in at at the stoplight. And so yeah, we did like the camaraderie waves. <laughs> Yeah, I was telling you on my way here yesterday, I saw the modern equivalent of your Mustang because it was a you know, modern Mustang, but it was white with blue racing stripes. So I was like, oh, it's Maven's grandbaby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get so excited still. Um, one of our coworkers, Mac, uh, mm-hmm. is singing Mustang Terra every Friday. So. <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, yay well I'm glad you're enjoying it and have no regrets or anything no no absolutely not this has been like a dream you know a very very long dream that is you know finally get to happen yeah not be a dream anymore (laughs) (laughs) or if it is a dream please don't wake me up (laughs) come here let me pinch you (sighs) But yeah, no, and and it's just beautiful out here at uh, on beautiful Lake Minnedonka. Yeah, you just uh, passed your year anniversary yeah, living here. We had our house anniversary last weekend, and we didn't do anything like major. Just kind of grilled out. And, yeah, um, it's August, and the cicadas are doing their little nighttime song and last <laughs> <laughs> cricket. Yeah. Last night we got to sit out on the deck and watch a bat kind of swooping and chittering mm-hmm. around. And so it just kind of feels like, yeah, it, it's hard to remember that you're surrounded by water until you get the mosquitoes biting and the bats <laughs> going, yeah, mosquitoes. But yeah. I know. You should, like I said, I was telling you yesterday, get some bat hoses. Maybe that'll be my Christmas present to you. I'll get you some bat hoses. <laughs> They're like natural mosquito repellent. <laughs> Oh, they don't repel them at all. <laughs> well, I guess not repellent, but uh, eaters, <laughs> destroyers of mosquitoes. Yeah. I know, of course, there's hey. way more mosquitoes than there are bats to eat yes. them. <laughs> yes. Well, a couple bats, bats are in cute. My, couple bats in my belfry. <laughs> I was actually thinking about, um, I don't know if I'm going to do this for the party room, but I was thinking about doing a raffle for maybe some like Hammer Horror movie posters and then having the proceeds for the raffle go to like bat preservation or, you know, they had that problem with the like white nose disease or something. Yeah. I thought oh, that'd that be might really be kind cool. of fun because yeah. we're a Dracula room and do it like a bat charity it would be kind of funny. <laughs> but we'll see how elaborate. Yeah, I have five dresses to make. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to buy the fabric for him this weekend. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, as far as games and stuff like that, I've been playing No Man's Sky on the Xbox because oh. that finally released and I've been enjoying it oh, a lot. I'm so sad because our PS4, as I've mentioned on here before, like I got God of War. Yeah. It overheats. Oh, I got my. Monster Hunter. It overheats. Do you have maybe I, pet hair back at the fan? Well, or like we've tried. I I think what we need to do, for one thing, it's a launch PS4, so it's getting pretty uh, old. Yeah, and um, I uh, I think when I'm gonna one of these days, I don't know. I kind of want to just wait for it to die completely, and then we'll just buy another one. But um, I was like, I could take it apart and really try to you know, spray out the dust because I'm sure there's a ton of dust in it. Right. Um, But yeah, so I was excited because No Man's Sky had a new patch and it's supposedly a lot better. 
and all the stuff. And so I downloaded it and then started playing. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot better. I actually saw another player while died. I was playing No Man's Sky, which never happens. <laughs> and then it happened to me. And it was sort of like, it's this weird feeling of loneliness when you are playing this game. Uh-huh. Just hours and hours and you don't come across a single person. And then all of a sudden you ha- end up with somebody in your system. <laughs> That's like joined your game. See, I don't see that as loneliness. I see it as like so. I love, you know, I've talked about it before. I love games where it's just, you know, for me, gaming is less about socializing and more about like decompressing and relaxing. So that's why I liked the original No Man's Sky because it was really just very slow and kind of calming. There wasn't a lot to it. It was more just about exploring things. And I really like that. So I guess I never really thought it was lonely. I just thought it was kind of fun. So what I didn't realize was that the creatures on the planets and the life forms are randomized as you discover it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I ended up on a planet with hopping penises, (laughs) giant hopping penises. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Because originally... I I may have some screenshots to share at some point, but... (laughs) When they originally did No Man's, you know, when I first played, they just didn't, I think they just didn't have enough options for the randomization because you, you know, you go from planet to planet and it was like, okay, but they all kind of, you know what I mean? Like you can see that there is whatever, you know, 200 shapes that they choose Some from of it can and, be a little bit more of the same. Yeah. yeah. But um, so I'm hoping it's a little bit, it, well, I mean, it was obviously different when I started it. I played for like a half an hour and then my... Xbox or my uh, PS4 overheated. So one of these days, it's just, I don't know. I'm kind of like, uh, just let it die before I have to take care of it. <laughs> I'll just not play games because Jeff plays, you know, World of Tanks. That doesn't need any, you know, that never overheats for him. Right. Um, so. But something like God of War, which is yeah. very graphic uh, intense. Mm-hmm. All of those new games. Oh, speaking of graphic intense, the game that I got uh, recently was uh, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That game, so it was done by Ninja Theory. And when you think about like an independent style game, you think, oh, it's going to have kind of shitty graphics. And nope, this is like a AAA experience. Uh-huh. And what I love about it is. <laughs> It's beautiful. The character itself, the character just looks like every day somebody's, could be somebody's little sister Mm -hmm. if she was wrapped up in Viking furs and had woad (laughs) on her face. But the experience of, of, so, (laughs) let me back up a second. This game was um, done with the consulting of people who had experienced psychosis and with neuroscience who studied psychosis. So this gives you an experience of playing as somebody who hears voices and mm-hmm. see, has uh, visions and hallucinations. Mm-hmm. And the voices whisper to her and about her to each other. Like constantly. Constantly. Yeah. Every, every move you're making is like, go back. Go back, go back, and mm-hmm. it's too late. Oh, you can't go back now, and <laughs> and just things like that that are you know what's she doing? What's she looking at? You know? Yeah. 
And it just kind of takes me back to things like, remember being in when I maybe own, junior high. When I had my own psychosis. <laughs> my, no, but like maybe in junior high and you have mean girls that whisper about yeah. you and you can kind of hear them. Yeah. Um, just sort of that feeling, but having, playing a character is hearing that just within her own head. Yeah. It just kind of, it's it's both sad and and there's parts of the game which are very dark mm-hmm. and almost frightening just because the, both the sound and, and the shading and the, yeah. just the whole experience of it. Yeah, you showed me the beginning this morning. It does look pretty cool, I uh, think. Maybe you've gotten far enough into it to understand the gameplay. Is it more yeah. just exploration or are you actually so, fighting? No, or? no, it's almost like a. It, there is fighting. Um, if you lose, you end up getting rot. So the mm. rot, st- when you lose, the rot starts on your hand. But every time you lose, the rot grows. And when you are fully rotted, uh-huh. you die and you lose all of your saves. And that's the end of the game. And you have to start over again. You start you over to- again, yes. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's still an awesome game so <laughs> that sounds cool i wonder if it's just on xbox um, i haven't heard anything about it, it is but... with microsoft i think oh so. okay yes i do have an xbox my xbox one somewhere why did we stop using that one i don't know jeff switched over to ps4 for some reason and it just <laughs> uh, i just am not as into gaming as i used to be um, when we did the podcast. No, it is on the PlayStation 4. Oh, huh, so, check it out. Yeah. Someday when I get a new PlayStation <laughs> and it doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, this morning we watched uh, some uh, Saturday morning cartoon streaming. That was fun. <laughs> I'm going to uh, Jeff's birthday. My husband Jeff is his this week. So my plan is to, um, we're going to have a nostalgia birthday. And I went and I looked at what, so it's all 70s birthday. I went and I looked at what the lineups were, the TV lineups were from about 76 to like 78 era is kind of what I'm looking at. And because that's when he was 9 to 11 and, uh, or 9, yeah, to 11. So you got to get some uh, Croft, Marty Croft yep, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to do a Friday night, and I'll give him options of what shows he wants. Because I'm trying to narrow it down. I mean, there's a lot of good shows. There's, you know, good in quotes. I don't know. Cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> Depends yeah. on your uh, expectations of your age, age range I mean, at the time. there was definitely, it was a really good age for sitcoms. You know, because there's Lauren and Shirley's Happy Days, Good Times, uh, the Jeffersons, um, Maud, uh, even Soap was out there, and which was a really interesting and kind of crazy. That was the first show that had a gay character on it. And um, I remember watching that when I was a kid. And for some, like my parents kind of thought it was a little too old for me. Like too racy? A little too racy. I mean, it, there was a lot of stuff, but I didn't really understand. Well, you know, like with Three's Company, mm-hmm. I had no idea Jack's character was supposed to be gay. You didn't? I mean, not what well, was pretending was to be pretending gay. Pretending to be, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea until I was probably in my 20s. Like, really? I know. I had no idea why. I, I guess I should have. Do you know why they he was pretending to be? Yeah, because he was living with two women, and yeah. the landlord wouldn't have let him live with two women. Right, right. <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> but he did because he was gay. And now I think about like Mr. Ropey where he'd make that face because, mm, you know, and he always had to hide that he was with a woman and all stuff. I'm right. like, how did I not catch that? <laughs> but I suppose I didn't even know what gay people were at that point in my life, you know. I didn't really exist, you know. Well, I suppose you were young. <laughs> Sexuality wasn't really happening. Well, and they didn't exist in media, really, that, you know, I mean, it just wasn't something that you saw when you were, like, living on a farm and <laughs> not saying they didn't exist. I'm saying they didn't exist in popular culture. <laughs> and, like, Freddie Mercury... I remember, I remember, like, I remember people saying that he wasn't gay. I'm like, how could people have not thought, realized he was, like, so, like, you mean, overt about it, right? Like, I don't know. Just weird. Weird to think back. And really, when I was, like, very young, I didn't really think about sexuality in one way or another. You're yeah. talking about the girl who came out of the womb looking for a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have a secret theory. Have I told you my secret theory of why I wanted a boyfriend my whole life? Because I found, I have all the stuff from like kindergarten on that I kept. And I have found one that was, what are your three wishes? And you had to draw, draw your three wishes in kindergarten. Yeah. One of mine was a boyfriend. Huh. I'm five, four, whatever. <laughs> I think I wanted a pony and a robot. And, and my theory is that... Um, I'm actually a fraternal twin with a male twin, and he died in utero. And I told Jeff that, and he's like, you ate your twin. Because yeah. <laughs> fraternal twins run in the family, and then they have PCOS, and there's been research about, like, maybe people with PCOS had, like, a surge of testosterone. And I'm like, that's it. That's why I've always been looking for that other half. And then I found Jeff, so I didn't have to look anymore. But... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know how I got on that subject, sorry. I don't know either. <laughs> Talking about gay people, realizing that there were gay people. For me, the Freddie Mercury thing was because I had cousin a cousin who was very into metal and things like that. And I think they were the ones that kind of, um, you know, they would kind of make jokes about being gay or like not wanting to be gay and I remember him being really into Queen and like maybe kind of defending it and saying that you know he wasn't gay or whatever but I'm like now I look back I'm like the name of their band was Queen <laughs> like how you know people really had to deny like they liked it but they still had to like super deny and like village people and stuff like you could like village people but you really had to deny that you were like into gay people and stuff see that that's just sad that i don't know it just to me it doesn't seem like i mean we're talking about a time when um studio 54 was popular we're talking about a time after um and during the sexual revolution and yes but the time after free love we're talking about and so when studio I, 54 and free love and all that stuff was not happening in rural minnesota no no it wasn't <laughs> and and most people in rural minnesota thought those kind of things were abominations right and did not think that gay people were in their communities that they were just weird people who went to san francisco and new york <laughs> so i guess 
But we also have the long <laughs> tradition of the Norwegian bachelor farmer, which now that I'm older, I'm like, usually like there'd be like these guys who were like old farmers and they would have never get married. It's like, oh, that was the gay guy in the family. He just went and started his own farm and then like made friends, had a really good friend who was another Norwegian bachelor farmer. Yeah. Oh, they're best friends. Like, no, they were the gay guys in the family. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You know, I guess I never really even thought about it in that in that term because, like, I even growing up in rural Minnesota, I mm-hmm. had friends that were gay. Um, like in junior high, I had a friend who was gay. I just didn't think about it. We How just, was that friend who was gay t- treated, though? Um, I, you know, not I, by you, not by me. <laughs> I know he never he never. You know, oddly enough, he would just, uh, yeah, he would. He was more of a good fashion consultant for me because he told me I absolutely had to get a swatch watch. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I have friends from high school that you know I know are gay now, yeah. but there is no way in hell they would have ever told anybody they were gay in the eighties. No way. And, you know, I think of it now and, you know, we have a friend who is gay now and I've seen him on Facebook talking with his high school friends and very out. And it makes me really happy because when I met him 20, 25 years ago, nobody, he would not tell anybody in his small rural town that he was gay. I'm like, how can, you know, he hadn't even come out to his mom yet because it was like super scandalous still. And so, I don't know, it makes me really happy now that that thing's Things are a lot different. And, you know, I look back at high school and, you know, I feel guilty about things that I did that at the time I didn't even realize, you know, because in my, you know, overtly was like, you know, everybody should be able to be who they are and da, 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 da. But I also remember that there were two girls that everybody picked on and the big rumor that everybody talked about was that they were gay. Oh, gosh. And I That's, took part in that. You, you did? Know? Oh. And it's like, I can't change that. Like, it was very, very scandalous. See, I was on the receiving end of something like that when I was when I was very young, too. I remember I had a little friend that I would hold her hand when we would walk home from mm-hmm. school. And people were yelling things like, lesbians, lesbos. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what that was, so I didn't care. Yeah. And she just dropped my hand. She was like, I, I just don't want them to tease us anymore. But all I felt was like, I I have this wonderful friend, and I'm so happy, yeah. and she's my best friend, and I want everyone to know it. Um, so Yeah, and there was like rumors about our, you know, our theater teacher being gay that was very, and I'm sure he was, but it was like very scandalous and people, you know, and so like I look back and like at first I look back and I'm like, yeah, you know, I felt like people should really, everybody should be able to be who they are. But then when I actually encountered it because of where I came from and how I grew up and hadn't been exposed to it, it was like, Ugh. but one of the things that was cool, I listened to, uh, I keep bringing this up with you, but Still Buffering is a podcast with uh, two women, well, it's three sisters, two of them are in their 30s, and then one is a teenager, and so they kind of talk about being teens in the 90s versus today. And there was a show on Netflix, I can't remember what it was, Everything Sucks, or something like that, about the 90s, it was like a retro 90s series, and... um there is kind of some stuff about people, these girls being picked on because... um they're being called lesbians and stuff like that. And the teen on the show is like, 
did that really happen? Because that never would happen now. Nobody could care. And they're like in rural West, you know, West Virginia. And it's like, hell yeah, that happened. <laughs> it definitely happened. You would not let people know. There are still people out there like that today. Yeah, of course. There's always going to be assholes. But I think in general, if if you came out and people were making fun of you, I think people would side with you as, you know, being a gay person then rather than side with the bully. So, yeah, I don't know. That's because bullies need to get taken on. <laughs> Otherwise, they get to just be bullies all the so, time. It is. It's nice to see progress and acceptance. And I'm not saying everything's wonderful and rosy and we can just write that off and nothing ever happens has to be looked at again. But at the same time, you know, and from my like my mom. She remembers in the 50s, so she grew up kind of, this was in St. Cloud, I believe. There was a boy who was killed because he was gay. There are many kids who are killed because of that still today, too, unfortunately. I don't know if I would say many. Well, (laughs) it happens occasionally. When I I say many, I, I guess I think one is too many. I know, but I can't imagine. Have you heard of any cases lately? Where someone was killed because they were gay? Yes. Which one? There was one not too not too long ago. Well, I guess my point is that I feel I feel optimistic. I think things have progressed a lot. I mean, I can't sit here and say that, you know, life for my gay friends isn't better than it was when I was a teenager. Yeah. It certainly is. So just in June there was a guy who um killed a ten year old boy. Who came out as gay? Oh, yuck! That's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> that was. But yeah, that was at the end of June. So yeah, it's. Yeah, my there was, and the thing about the you know what happened in the fifties that my mom talked to me about. She was like, you know, it was this thing that. You know, nobody ever got caught. Nobody ever got really. You know, it kind of was masked over as an accident. But. Everybody really knew what happened and how that happened. And there's just all sorts of weird things like you think like with like, I don't know, things have changed so much. Like my my mom and her sisters, we have our Facebook group now and they're just talking about like, oh, yeah, the child molester who lived in our town. And there was just a guy there that everybody knew was a child molester and you just kept your kids away from him. It's like... (laughs) I'm glad that doesn't, I mean, I'm not saying child molestation doesn't happen anymore. It does. But if there was a town that everybody knew that the guy was a child molester, I don't think they would just be like, okay, stay away from Henry, you know, just make sure you don't walk by his house alone. It's like, that shit happened. I know, but there there are guys like Henry who who can leave their house and go to schools or playgrounds. So it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's so weird that everybody knew this shit and everybody's just like, oh, hey, you know, the whole town knows that this guy is a creeper and all you do, you don't like try to get him to stop or get him caught. You just, you know, everybody's like, whatever. So So. do you, do you find it weird? I find it weird that back then people could be just like, oh, well, he's a child molester. Oh, well, he beats his wife. Oh, but then they were like, oh, those people are, you know. Yeah. 
Like, <laughs> then they would the pass, gay people then, are going to go to hell then, because <laughs> then they would pass judgment on somebody who's just going about their own life, minding their own damn business. So it's just so that, weird just and seemed... hypocritical and so confining. It felt it feels like life was much more rigid and rules. So sometimes when I read things in the media or I see um, certain television personalities on certain stations talk mm-hmm. about how um, much better life was back then and how we should yeah. go back to that time and place and and be that way. I there, there's, it, was, it probably was for your gender and color. I, I kind of want to... <laughs> sexual orientation. I kind of, yeah, kind of want to throw up in my mouth a little bit when there are people that out out there, especially that are feeling more bolder lately, um, mm-hmm. to to talk like that and spread that sort of hate. But I don't want to yeah. talk about this because uh-huh. this is really sad. And um, No, it's not sad. It's, it's happy because... Even though, okay, there's never going to come a time where shit, bad shit doesn't happen. We're, we're humans, and there's always going to be bad shit happening. Yeah. But I think for a lot of groups, today, there's a lot of less bad shit happening than there was 50 years ago. And that's a good thing. <laughs> I guess. Um, I, I feel like the people feel that there's safety in numbers. So when they find people that hate each other, hate, spread hate find each other and feel that um that safety and strength and that Mm -hmm. empowerment and um i mean i do think like you know like you're saying like the internet allows crazy and bigoted people to find each other yeah but at the same time it allows the other people to find each other too and so it's not like just because they find each other that there's not going to be people fighting against right no no it's just nothing gets solved because then you have two groups of people that are just yelling at each other mm-hmm. and then you end up with Charlottesville. So I just, I feel like things are slowly changing and I know I, I, people don't agree with me on that, but I don't know. I think I keep thinking like I should write down what I think is going to happen in five years. Cause I often, I'll be like, I think this is going to happen. And people are like, no, I can't believe it, blah, blah, blah. Not you necessarily, but other people get mad at me. And then it's like, yeah, that's what's happening now. <laughs> I feel like we're on the precipice of, like, I don't know, maybe on balanced on the head of a pin and we could go either way. That's how I yeah. feel. I think most people feel that way. I don't really, but I'm kind of an optimist, so... I feel like no matter how, what my optimism is, it is the actions of people that determine which way we go. So Yeah, it's all about balance. Action and, and inaction, right? So, so yeah. <laughs> balance, There's your political uh, talk know. for the day. Somehow <laughs> we got into talking about <laughs> being gay in the 70s. I don't know. <laughs> I just think in a negative world, because it is really hard right now. It's very negative. Everybody is angry. It's really hard. It's sometimes to go back and look and say, hey, you know what? It is better this these ways. No. It's never going to be the best. It's never always going to be awesome for everybody because yeah. that just is not how the universe works. I, but It might be better in some ways, but in some people's hearts, they still would rather drag us back to how things were. Yeah, but I don't know. 
So we could go around in circles. I know. <laughs> I'm I not know. disagreeing with you. No, I do. I know. I just like you know. Sometimes you can choose to look at the positive, and I'm sometimes wanna... you can choose to look at the negative. So and... glass half full, glass half empty. <laughs> I say the glass is twice the size it needs to be. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, see, now we're all serious. Now you're like, God, I wish you people would have a f- couple shots in the morning before you record this show. <laughs> so, oh, man, do you have anything else you want to talk about? It? How long have we been recording? It's about an hour now, close uh-huh. to it. So, yeah. Oh, you know, we do have questions. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go with questions. Questions, questions. What's all with all these questions? Questions, Who got a question? Okay, so I put a call out for questions. <laughs> Can you tell my coffee's kicking in? I'm just like... Mm. Um, okay. We have a couple questions. Matt Oldfield said he was hoping my back was better. And so far, so good. I went to physical therapy and... Got some exercises to kind of, uh, I'm old, I have some knee problems, I got my back problem. It's just sad. But hopefully. my kind of pain in your gnecticazoink. I totally do. All the time. It used to only be once in a while you get the pain in the gnecticazoink. But now. Gnecticazoink. It's just every day, all day. <laughs> So hopefully, I, I seem to like pull my back every like five to ten years. I do it badly. So part of it is, you know, giant knockers kind of put you off balance and put pressure on your lower back. So. Oh, oh, my giant knockers. <laughs> it's not all cleavage and oh, my poor sexy giant, glances. My poor giant knockers. <laughs> Life's so rough when you have giant boobs. Although I do. Bouncing into my gnecticazoink. What's funny is I, so my team, new team at work, it's all men and me. And, and your I'll giant be, knockers. And I'll be eating at my desk <laughs> the other day. I had popcorn and I'd eat some popcorn and then a piece would fall down my shirt. And then I eat some popcorn and a piece would fall down my shirt. And I'm like, I can't reach in my cleavage and dig out my popcorn. <laughs> it's just like... Do you just, like, get home at night, you take <laughs> off your shirt, and, like, all this stuff falls out? <laughs> my like... big booby sisters, all of us have t- gone through the process of taking off our bra and finding, like, a chocolate smudge or something stuck to a boob. We're like, oh, I didn't know that fell down there. <laughs> or sometimes I'll, like, stick my... Uh, lighter in my cleavage just to hold it because I'm and then like you know five hours later I looked down I was like oh that's right I got a, I got a lighter there <laughs> see was... I would never want to have the experience of a co-worker asking me for a light out in the smoking area <laughs> and then you reach down in your shirt and, okay. and you have you hand off a warm lighter I don't do that at work I want to be <laughs> clear I do not put lighters in my boobs at work although I carry my phone in my bra strap all the time yeah i wear dresses all the time i don't have pockets um <laughs> but uh oh there i saw oh god i can't remember who maybe davy and dent shared a video of these girls being like it's the coke bottle challenge can you put a boob in be- or a coke bottle between your boobs and they'll just they'll just have like little pasties over their nipples and then they put the bottle in there i was like yeah i can do that and then i can just set it right on top of my stomach <laughs> 
Because they're all these, like, super sexy, like, women with big boobs. I can do, look at my boobs. (laughs) You know what could be more impressive? You set it between your knockers, and and then you're in a tilty chair. Then you tilt back and drink. <laughs> well, there was God, yeah. there was some movie where somebody oh it was uh, six or uh, Breakfast Club doesn't she put the lipstick between her boobs and put and the puts lipstick a, on no but w- I'm talking some awesome David Copperfield <laughs> shit here <laughs> anyway it, it's like making the Statue of Liberty disappear but it's a <laughs> it's a it's a bottle of Coke. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then you can imagine. It's like an upside down margarita. But and you watch it and you can pretend it's your wiener instead of the Coke bottle. <laughs> Just don't have too many wieners. <laughs> I don't want to pretend it's my wiener. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, Crunchy Bake, Crunchy Bakelin was drunk. And he said, do you t- take it up the dirt box? Laugh out loud. I think we have documented our preference or non-preference for butt to sex many times on this show. So we don't need to go into that. But he had another question. But I'll, oh. we can take it up your dirt box. <laughs> he had another non-sexy uh, time question. He said, it was his birthday yesterday. So what is your favorite birthday memory? Well, first of all, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, well, one of mine was going to London and going to Rules Restaurant. Yeah. So I couldn't remember, you know, think of if like my favorite birthday memory was your birthday when I <laughs> when I um, tripped and fell in front of Buckingham Palace <laughs> or my birthday when I tripped and fell in front of the Muddy Pig. <laughs> Well, one of those you were drunk, and one of them you were just tired because maybe we've been walking too much. <laughs> <laughs> and technically, my actual birthday was when we all got dressed up to Winter Rules restaurant in London, which that was, was awesome. I took a picture of Michael Kors' elbow. Yes. Yep. <laughs> that So that's, in recent history, that's probably my favorite, but I don't know. I have some good memory. And actually another really good memory, um, I think this is when we were doing the podcast. Yeah, maybe the year before. No, it was the first year we did the podcast because it was 2009 because it was my 20th year class reunion and I decided not to go and instead I had people over and that was when Beatles Rock Band came out. And Jeff got that for me for my birthday, and we all hung out and played Beatles Rock Band. Yeah. <laughs> that was super fun. I saw a video of that, and I'm like, oh, I remember when Rock Band, it was so fun, playing with all the instruments and get together with people. Oh, and having us sing along. Yeah. Wax nostalgic for Rock Band. You know, you're an old lady then. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we thought motion gaming was going to be like the next best yeah. thing, like the great thing? I remember seeing the Wii ad for the first time and you're just like, wow, you can, you know, play tennis and move around. It'd be so cool. Yeah. And then like, the next thing was going to be, you know, still kind of, I guess, virtual reality. Yeah. We have a virtual reality rig. And oh, gym, do you gym. here? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't know you did. Yeah. Which one do you have? Uh, so Jim's got the Vive. I haven't used it. I know uh, uh, Rob and Ray have one at their house, and I haven't used it yet. 
because, I don't know, you know me, I came kind of self-conscious about using technology <laughs> around people for the first time. That's weird. And plus, usually I'm drunk at Robin Ray's and I'm just, I just <laughs> have this vision of me getting motion sickness and puking all over. <laughs> here's your, here's your headgear back. <laughs> so birthday, what, what have been your favorite birthdays? Do you have any good ones when you were a kid or? Um, when I was uh, like six, my um, now I was five. My dad took me to Valley Fair. Oh, nice! And I remember going on. It was called the Flume, and basically it was mm-hmm. like a hollowed out log and a water ride. I bet the Flume still exists. I'm sure it does. And and <laughs> Valley Fair for those of you not in Minnesota it was is like, like an amusement. Park. Yeah, it's like a smaller Six Flags or you know, it's, yeah. it's a it's Dinky roller Six coasters Flags. and yeah. yeah. So I guess, you know, I I would say that that's probably one of my favorites. Um, when I got a horse for my birthday, that was oh, pretty cool. Oh, my God. That's every little girl's dream. <laughs> it was mine, too. <laughs> How old were you? I was nine. No, oh. maybe like 11. I think I was 11. That's like nine to 12 is the first perfect. Although it's funny because my sister had a horse. And then she moved out when I was like 12 and the horse was still there. And she was like, well, you can, she called her Angel, was her name, you can take Angel out and take care of her if you want, you know, because, you know, she was going to sell her, but she couldn't, she was in, you know, St. Cloud, so she would come out and see her, but I just never, I think I rode her like twice and I just was not. Not your thing? I mean, I liked it if I could go and somebody had saddled the horse and took care of the horse and I could just get on the horse and ride around and but then get you, off the horse you and didn't hand like, it over. You didn't like to saddle the horse or put the bridle on? I didn't want to have on. to take care of the horse and brush yeah. the horse and do all the things you need to do with So the that's horse. that's what I spent most of my time doing. I spent very little time actually riding the horse. So mm-hmm. um, it, they take a lot of care. Yeah. Um, there, what was her name? It was a he or a she? It was a she. She was a quarter horse. Her name mm-hmm. was Sweetheart. Aww. Yeah. And I loved that horse. When did you get rid of her? Um, a couple years later, we had uh, and and here's the thing: when you when you have a farm, you don't have like running water that goes out to the barn. Mm-hmm. That horse needs to be fed and watered every day, yeah. regardless of what the weather is like. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, a living creature. Probably needed twice a day. <laughs> right. So, um, twice a day, lugging five gallon buckets mm-hmm. of water um, yeah. out, and so it was a lot of work. And when I got when I got bit. Older, I had gotten pneumonia and gotten sick, and Aww. I just I couldn't I couldn't take care of the horse. Yeah, I mean I I just could, physically couldn't do it. Yeah. So, um, we had we had sold her. Yeah. Um, following summer, I got two pinto ponies um, nice. that I had, and um, eventually we moved, and yeah. we moved to a place where I couldn't have them. So. Um, and now you have a Mustang. And now I have my pony. <laughs> my little pony. Yeah. Not quite as much as work. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> don't defeat them, but you have to wash them and take care of them. Yeah, yeah. You try to go to a gas station and ask for lead substitute and see oh. what the look on the kid's face. Yeah. It's like, oh. what? <laughs> 
Yikes. Uh, yeah, I for my kid birthdays, I mean, I had pretty, I had, you know, fun birthday parties. It's weird because my brothers and sisters grew up in the 60s, and they didn't really have birthday parties. And I think, you know, I I don't think there was a much as of a tradition um, in our area of people having other kids over and mm-hmm. stuff. But by the time I was a kid in the 70s, I just, I think I was an original party planner because I was just like, of course I'm having, you know, like I would start planning my birthday party when I'm going to do this year. And I did like the first party um this wasn't a birthday party, but I remember I was probably like four or five and I wanted to have a party. And my dad said if I could go for like a, two months with taking my shoes off before I went in the house that I could have a party. Ooh. So I did that. And then we had, I planned a party. My sister made a cake with a clown on it and I had the neighbors over. Did all the guests walk into the house with their shoes on? Because <laughs> that would just be like makeup for all those. <laughs> and- I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm just like, man, my party planning origin started early. But, yeah, you know, I had I had one at McDonald's when that first hat started and was really popular. Oh, I always I wanted had, a McDonald's birthday party. Um, one year my sister, well, she went to Costa Rica on, a, like, a student program. Mm-hmm. And she came back and she made me a piñata, which I don't know if those are necessarily Costa Rican, but she learned about them in Costa Rica. And it was a cat head. She made it look like a cat. Wow. <laughs> it was awesome. In one year, um, roller skating was big. So that was probably my favorite. Probably when we're at, I was probably around 10 or 11 maybe. But you, generally I, my, our parties were you went to somebody's house, you had pizza and cake, and you had a sleepover. Yeah. And, and that I, was awesome. Okay. So one of my <laughs> One of my favorite, like, sleepover, like, birthday party memories. I had my mm-hmm. cousin. I had my little best friends. and um, I had two best friends and my cousin, who is also a best friend. So, mm-hmm. like, there's there's the four of us. And one of my friends got a bloody nose in the middle of the night. Oh. So we decided we were going to boil some water because that's what you did and let let her put the, you know... You know, put her head over the pan of boiling water to get Okay. So we start the water boiling, and then somebody says, let's play with makeup. And then we run off. And then all of a sudden, I hear the pan pop, 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 pop. And then, so I grabbed the pot holder, and the pot holder started to melt. And then there was black smoke all over the kitchen. Oh, no. And... (laughs) <laughs> we got the fire out. We got it out, you yeah. know, ran it into the sink. And yeah. my brother ran upstairs. And all there is is this cloud of smoke and <laughs> steam, and steam running water. everywhere. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> is he supposed to be in charge? He's like, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Is we had like the evidences in the sink, it was doused, and the only evidence left was the melted pot holder, which I was holding behind my back. And so we went back into my room with the melted pot holder, and then we got up at like 5 a.m. and went out to the barn and buried the pot holder in the barn. Nice. <laughs> and. 
to this day, I still have one of those friends I'm in contact with. <laughs> she would remember that story because it was so clandestine. Oh, so naughty. Oh. All right, we have one more question. What is our one more question? It is, oh, it's a sad question. Are you coming to EGX this year? No. No, <laughs> pumpkin. I can't. I need to actually renew my passport. Yes, it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to get back to London now. It's kind of sad. I have not gone on a vacation in far too long. Um, I was discussing that with Jeff the other day. It's been four years. Yeah. Yeah. Since 2013 was the last time I went to. So five years since London. And I'm just like, well, the company I'm at right now, they shut down between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yes, finally a company that does that. Because <laughs> I just don't understand why, why stay open because nobody's... Right. So I'm like, this year we are going to go somewhere, somewhere fun for <laughs> a few days at least. Gotta sure. get out of here. Sure. But yeah, I would love to go back for EGX. Or Honestly, if I went... So EGX is Eurogamer Expo for those who aren't in uh, England. And if I went back, it would just be for the Midlife Gamer Party. <laughs> I probably wouldn't actually go into the expo, but it's more just to see everybody. I, and- st- I still, I like the expo, um, but it's not so much about, um, you know, there's there's parts of the expo I always like more, like the retro gaming I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Um, I didn't find as much fun standing in line to play, like for hours and hours yeah. to play a game, though. That's one thing of any expo, whether it was PAX or EGX or mm-hmm. anything that I I find that the older I get, the more like I just want to do something else with my life than stand in a line. Yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> for a game that you'll be able to play in a little bit, right? Right. You know, it's but, not like something like if you're, I don't know. Like when you saw the ceremonies of the sure, keys or sure. something, if you'd had to stand in line for that for three hours, that's I, different. I probably would have, yeah. <laughs> but a game that you can just buy in six months, no. <laughs> well, there is there was also something different about that time back then because I was writing about video games. I was, yeah. you know, when I'd be on podcasts that were about video games, yeah. then of, of course, because I had to play it because I needed to talk about yeah. it. But now it's... Yeah, I don't find my joy in there anymore. Yeah, but, but I do. I every year when I see the Midlife Gamer podcast, they just passed their tenth anniversary. Yeah, they just put out a show. This so now they they're kind of like us. They do about about every month, probably right. every month to six weeks. So right. they're they're kind of on the same cadence as us. Hopefully, they'll start a little bit more. But I'm so happy they're still doing their party. And oh God, I wish if I could wish there was a transporter, I could just go to that party and <laughs> come home. Well, there is a lot of um, beautiful history about that party and the charity of Games Aid. Yeah. And um, seeing the community come together and and to be able to meet with them face to face. Yeah. And there's and just, just so many beautiful souls that are in that community that... Um, and you get to, you know, get shit faced and like <laughs> slap people on the ass sometimes. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> you get to... Wear, yeah. Where unicorn head mask unicorn head <laughs> mask and freak people out 
that's what I did. So I would I would agree with you that um, my reason for going wouldn't be so much EGX as the people that I want to see. Yeah, are the people that come there for EGX yeah. and um, to have all of these wonderful people together in one place is they just need to start a midlife something gamer you can't expo. miss. <laughs> <laughs> Have our have our convention for midlife gamer. That's... I think they have they have called it MLGX for yeah, that yeah. reason, right? Yeah. Um, to me, to me, the the EGX was like a little sidebar to like just meeting up at the pub and mm-hmm. and talking and getting to know people. Yeah, my everything is always about hanging out and talking for me. So if there's stuff going on, a lot of times I'm just annoyed that there's some. <laughs> There's no place to hang out and talk. There's something dumb that's taking everybody's attention away, and we can't just hang out and talk. Gosh. <laughs> However, this hang out and talk should probably end because yes. I need to go home because my poor doggy, he's sick, has an ear infection with vertigo. A dizzy dog is not a happy dog. He can't. Oh, it's very sad. So I'm going to take him to the vet. Well, good luck to dog Loki. Yeah. He's the most misnamed dog he's not mischievous at all he's just very crazy and wants to be your friend yeah <laughs> he doesn't get to mischief at all he's oh he's a little doofus our other dog should be loki but she's Lula. anyways hey uh yeah if you want to get a hold of us you know where to find us facebook and our join ones. our group well facebook we're still the most popular girls on the internet yeah if you want to send us an email, tmpgoti at gmail. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you tweet at me, I might get it, but probably not. So those are the best ways to get a hold of us. I'm a so. tweeter. <laughs> and a subwoofer, too. <laughs> Boo. All right. We will talk to you next month. Toodles. Bye.